Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page, submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. What a treat we've got for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. I've just come off an amazing interview with the band The Horror. That's this week's guests coming up on the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. And you've got some exciting things coming your way. What be first? I've got my catchphrase. I've got my catchphrase to go through. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the RGM Experience Podcast. With me, Carl Maloney. How are you doing? You alright? Yeah, I'm exhausted. Wait, a band with so much energy, so much fun, uh, so much focus, and so much drive to be the biggest band out there in the world. That's the horror, and they're coming up soon, ladies and gentlemen. So welcome to another week. Hope you've all earned a few quid over the past few days. Last week's show, and uh, if you're new to the podcast, if you're the horror fan and you're listening in. Delve into the last few weeks, there's loads of fun and excitement for you. For example, last week, uh, we had the Shed Project on. That brought us brand new listeners from all over Bolton and the surrounding areas, of course. Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. And uh, if you're sticking around, nice one. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, more activity. I've, I've seen so much activity online, you know, people sharing it, you know, thanking us for doing the interview, being so honest on it. You know, sometimes it's hard work producing a weekly show on a podcast. And just to get a few thank yous online, it meant the world, and I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Makes it worthwhile sometimes, you know. So, yeah, we've got an amazing interview coming up very shortly. But as always, I'd like to give you a little update on my weeky poos. Still having a fight with, an, uh, with uh, my travel agent about... Uh, my trip to Vegas, where I've got plans to expand RGM for RGM USA. We do cover so many bands in America, it's it's a bit ridiculous. Loads of bands are contacting us and submitting the tunes. There's something happening out there, so I've got, I've got a few meetings and that, a few chats. we a few people out there to, to, see, to see what we can do, you know. Uh, so yeah, I'm flying out to Vegas, I think. I don't think I'm ever going to book a holiday through an estate agent. I keep saying estate agent, Jesus, through a travel agent ever again. It makes it miles. It makes it hard work. It's ridiculous. Right? Okay. Resilience. <laughs> pull it back, Carl. Pull it back. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, that's planned, and I've got an amazing trip coming up. I think. Um, here in RGM World, you'll have seen a lot more live reviews on the magazine recently, and that has been a massive focus for us this year. To, to cover lo- loads more grassroots live gigs. Uh, so you'll see more of those. The bigger gigs as well, the arena shows and that kind of stuff. We're trying to bring you as much live entertainment as we can, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and you'll have seen from the content on w- uh, www.rgm.press, can't speak. Uh, you'll see more activity coming up. So we've built a, 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 a great team. Thank you to Helen Millington that's managing it all for us got a great team a live team now so that's nice and steady um as always loads of great content interviews podcasts in uh, um, reviews album reviews 
uh, features. It's an entertaining place to be, RGM, and I'm proud of what we are. So, ladies and gentlemen, I've done my little overview of the week. Ups and downs. We all go through them, don't we? We're in this together, this life we share. You know, things things always work out somehow. Sometimes when you're stuck in a stuck in a bit of a shit place, it doesn't feel like it's a I need to be resilient, work through this. I've got you guys. Thank you. Sound a bit pathetic. Right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I need to move on. Ladies and gentlemen. Shall we have a, the guests on? Ladies and gentlemen. The horror. Oi, oi. Fellow Northerners in the building. <laughs> Where are you from, you all that, then? Well, I'm from Bolton. Oh, I'm nice. from Leyland. Leyland. Uh, and I'm from literally in between Manchester and Sheffield, so... Oh, Glossop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I travel that journey many, many times, mate. From from being from Sheffield and living in Manchester now, uh, I go over that journey many a times. I didn't know. I didn't realise you were that local. I didn't know you were uh, local. That's nice. Uh-huh. We yeah. sure are. Yeah, yes, nice one. <laughs> Brilliant. So I'm, you know, we always talk about it, the journey of a band. You, you guys just look like you're flying at the minute. You've got this amazing tour coming up that we'll come to in a bit. You've got a lot going on. Uh, new album coming out as well. It, it feels like it's exciting time in the Hara. Is it Hara or Hara? Depends Hara. 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 The Hara. <laughs> the Hara, the that's it. So it, it's, it's exciting times from, uh, from the band. How does it feel to be in it and be in the bubble bubble? Good man. I think yeah. I think we definitely feels that we're at a, a definitely at a point in our in our career. You know, we've been a band just over five years now, and yeah. our debut album's dropping in a couple of weeks. Mm. Our biggest headline tour. You know, it's it's all happening, and we're feeling good. We've just come back from America nice. for the first time, so yeah. it's um, yeah, man. We're just grooving. We're jamming. We're all so, still a little bit jet lagged from oh, our yeah. trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> South by Southwest festival, and we ah. only got back like. Let's let's start with that then. So just talk us through. <laughs> well, you know, Zoom don't help either. We're just you know, we're talking over each other and stuff. But we'll get we'll get through this together, boys. So yeah, let's start. Let's start with the festival then. South by Southwest, um, first time in America playing as a band. Is that is that how it was? That's correct. Yeah, first first two shows there. We did one on yeah. Monday, then one on Friday. Um, yeah, what a, what a fucking can we swear? Are we of allowed to swear? Yeah, you can say what you want. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, yeah. What a fucking crazy place, you know. Everything's just big and big trucks, big glass, big glasses of not glasses and plastic, plastic cups of cups. I don't even think cups. Bloody hell, the jet lag, man. They've got big <laughs> cups. Big, huge. <laughs> not big old cups. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, proper mad. And uh, we were in the city of Austin. We were in so. Yeah. No, we loved it though. It's, yeah, it, it, it's somewhere I keep hearing about Austin. Uh, I, I, I listen to a lot of like American comedians and stuff, and they've all moved from Austin away from LA because it's such a vibrant. Mm. Joe Rogan is one of them. Yeah, isn't? yeah. So it, it, you know, it's it's such a vibrant, amazing city that I've not been to yet. So I'm a bit jealous there, lads. So how did you find it? How did you find it being in Austin? Being amongst it was really fun, man. Like doing mm. the festivals on all week, so yeah. you're like the the city gets transformed to accommodate mm. the the festival and all the different venues that are hosting bands. Uh, there's something happening all the time. Yeah. So we were making our our way. We did thousands and thousands <laughs> and thousands of steps every day, yeah. walk legging it around, uh, trying to consume 
absolutely everything. It was like a fever dream. It so much happened, didn't it? it was like... Yeah, yeah, so much happened. Uh, and oh my god, there was so much walking, but it was it was amazing. Yeah, really cool vibe. Um, really cool place. Nice people. Great food. Mm. Mm. Hubs. So, <laughs> what what were the shows like then? What, what just talk us through like the difference <laughs> in the, in what it's like over there compared to what you might be more used yeah. to over here. We had a bit of a up and down experience, I guess you could say. Our, we had our first gig on the Monday um, in like a tiny dive bar venue, okay. yeah. and we had like no sound check, so we all play like within ears, and we're used to like doing our own shows and having time yeah. to sort of get all that because we got quite a big sound. So there's us free, and then there's all the stuff we run on track. So we got mm-hmm. quite a lot going out front. And anyway, we're in this venue, and we had like 20 minutes to do everything. So we, we start playing, we can't, I can't hear myself, that guitar is extremely loud, just everything's just going off and and then your guitar just stops working yeah. after the first song, uh, we're like, oh fuck, no, this is our first ever show. Um, but, you know, we get through it however fashion, we give them the yeah. show, um, the people love it, which is all that matters, but then we come to Friday and it's completely different, just absolutely smash Friday and it was, had a little yeah. crowd surf going on, mosh pit. It's great. Yeah. I I just I, I just love the vibe. I, I keep seeing like loads of shots because uh, I follow Scruff of the Neck on on the socials and stuff. And I know you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, you've got you, you, you know you they they your record company, I believe. Um, have I got that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and the support you and I know Mark's out being out there with you. Um, you know, just supporting everything. It just looked. It looked. I saw his socials and it just looked fantastic. So, w- what was the biggest highlight of like being out there? Uh, we went to Bass and Pro. Which was sick. Uh, oh no, there, there was loads of there was loads of cool things. We went to Looking Back as well. Um, cowboy Town. Yeah, yeah, Cowboy Town, which was really cool. Obviously, the shows were great, and seeing loads of other bands and other artists working. Um, but yeah, just the whole vibe of it. Like the food places were wicked as well. So. Yeah, it was great. It was just nice to, I would say chill, but we didn't chill. It was nice to just get out there and see a different yeah. environment, really. Yeah, completely are, different culture. For sure. Are you are you drinkers? Did did you did you did you indulge in that side of things? A little bit. A little we bit. Know, okay. We we we're, we're quite a good rock band, really. We're not. Yeah. We you know we when we want to have a good time, yeah. we do. But you know we like the balance. Yeah. So yeah. we pick we picked our moments. So I think Tuesday night we had a bit of a blowout, didn't we? <laughs> and that, that was pretty fun. Um, we have our, our sound guy Pete who came came with us, and uh, when we got back to the house, we covered his face in blue tackies. Yes. <laughs> he, <laughs> it was one of those nights. Nice, he looked like a Smurf. He did look like a Smurf. That's um, funny. Yeah, so that was a good night. <laughs> oh man, it must be. A bit, is, how do you like come down from experiences like that? Does it take a while for you, or have you have you not yet? Probably not. No, yeah. just just don't don't give yourself time to process yeah. anything. Okay, and that's the trick, and just, <laughs> just keep going. And then one day you're like, oh shit. <laughs> well, you've got so one much going on. Yeah. Adrenaline is is the yeah. the ten and a half hour flight. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. we kicked on Friday, maybe slept for about four hours. Yeah. yeah, and then we had to start making our way to the airport after that. So it was like going from the absolute highs from the from the gig in the week yeah. to the journey home, which was. Horrible. So I, I, I presume, did you were you able to take your own instruments and stuff? Then is, is that a daft question? Or I, I presume you don't take drum. No, it's it's uh, not really, but kind of. Um, yeah. So we have like a case between us all. So Zach had to substitute his case for his guitar. Ah. So we had that, and then we had one case for 
all our equipment that we could fit in. So we've got like our playback system, our in ears, yeah. um, and we hired the drums out there, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So yeah, it was definitely it's like a learning experience for us mm-hmm. doing that our first time, you know, going across the sea and and seeing how all that works. But uh, yeah, man. It's just rock and roll. <laughs> I love it, love it, love it. So I know you've got the big album coming up, the big tour. We're going to come to all of that. Um, so you're in your own studio here. So every time I know uh, I know of a band that's got their own studio, I know they've got their head screwed on financially. And I know and I know <laughs> they've, they've got this passion within that band to invest in your own studio and have your own space. Um, yeah. have, uh, you know, when did when did when did you start? You know, making you into individually. How did you? start to think about that music is something that I want to get into. We were all pretty young, weren't we? I think yeah, all, yeah. all three of us are thinking individually as like kids when we were growing up. Mm. Um, respectively did our own thing, you know. I, I did a lot of like musical theatre stuff when I was a kid growing up. Okay. I loved that and mm. I guess you guys were playing from a young age as well. Yeah, mm. just me and Jack have done some session work in the past. Oh, uh, yeah. Other, you know, we had bands when we were younger as well mm. and, uh, just just kind of grew from there you know that that initial idea uh of oh i'm gonna i'm gonna i'll play an instrument I'll, this will be fine yeah. and then it consumes your life and you don't want to do anything else uh and now that obsession in it right here you're obsessed with it and then it's like a jedi I'm fascinated with the obsession that music musicians have because when I speak to a lot of musicians on this podcast and and a lot of them say a similar kind of thing to what you say where it just kind of happened but there's a biggest bigger story to it just happening you know you must have like you you pick people and new bandmates for a reason don't you you see special things in people that connect you uh, as a community how did how, how did your connection start like how did it like happen um, it's pretty like standard, really. I mean, we all yeah. went to a music college at the same time, but different times. So me and Jack went at the same time and mm. these two went at the same time. So we kind of knew of each other. Yeah. And then I put an advert out to make a band on. Was it was it Find My Band? Was that Join My Band? Join My Band. Oh, yeah. Zach complied. He came and I was like, this guy's cool as fuck. Yeah. I didn't have any tattoos at the time. Yeah. I just saw his tattoos. And I was like, yeah, I need this guy yeah. in my band. It's going to look sick. Um, so it was me and Zach for a while. And on what you were saying about finding the right members, we actually spent like maybe three, four months trialing like different drummers. Yeah. We tried some like bassists, other guitarists. Yeah. And like, I think a big thing for us was like we had this thing where we had to get drunk with the person yeah. to figure out if they were actually a good person and we could put up with them yeah. for the rest of our life. Yeah. And many people failed. But then we met Jack, I sent him a message on Facebook. And it, it just worked, man. It just clicked. You know, the energy was there and that was that. So, you know, you've got to get on outside of the music yeah. as well as the music. You know what, what I mean? Was was that intimidating space to be in, Jack? Was that, how was it for you? Uh, the, the main thing I remember is when Josh messaged me about coming down. Yeah. I remember being so like adamant that I had to, play like my own stuff and I had to be comfortable with what the kit was we was there and the only thing I remember is coming in and seeing this like half set up kit and then bringing in my like double pedals and uh, my snares and my cymbals and stuff and back then I wasn't as like experienced of setting stuff up as as fast as we do now and I remember setting up for about 40 minutes and being being like 
oh, this isn't a good start. But then, yeah, <laughs> when we played, it was it was good. And I remember they'd text me when I there was they'd said when I left, they was like, oh, we'll have a think about it and blah blah blah. And I'd got onto the drive before they'd text me saying, will you join the band? <laughs> so <laughs> I'd actually left the building before they'd text me. So. It was good. What were your thoughts, you two, while he was setting up for 40 minutes? And we were like, fucking hell, what's going on here? I, I can't remember that. <laughs> yeah, you know? all right. I, remember, I remember you asking me at one point, like, how long do you think you're going to be? You know, really? And I was like, uh, maybe another five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and and then what happened? How, how, how do you know when something fits? Um, I, I suppose it's a feeling, and sometimes you can't describe mm-hmm. these type of things. But uh, just try and talk us through, like how you, how you, you know, came together. It was, it was like definitely a feeling, yeah. but um, I think, well, it's with with Jack, it's especially, I remember the thing that sticks out for me is Jack brought loads of ideas mm-hmm. to the band that yeah. we didn't think of, that we didn't actually think existed in terms of like how different ways to perform live and different, you know, adding different layers and textures all electronically, um, which was kind of like the start of a, of something that we've grown and Mm -hmm. developed uh, to a, to a massive level where it's really integral to our live show now. Um, So yeah, that was, that was, yeah, Jack showed us. Yeah, the whole SPD. Yeah, the SPD. Yeah, the introduction of the SPDX. Yeah, <laughs> mind blowing. Yeah, and yeah, so so yeah, moving away. Yeah, nice one, nice one. So yeah, just sticking on the dynamics of of a band. Let's go around the room a little bit and discuss uh, individuals a little bit. So if you want to go around the room and share your thoughts on what the strengths and maybe a little weakness or just have a bit of fun with it or whatever you want to do on the, on the people that you're talking about or what they bring to the band. Oh God, fucking hell. I wasn't prepared for that one. Um, <laughs> let's go. I think, I don't know. It's like, we're just so comfortable with each other now. And I think yeah. it's, it's like, it depends on the situation or what we're doing, like whether we're writing or yeah. I don't know. Um, trying to figure out how to answer it. Mm-hmm. Let's base it on where you are now. You know, you just, you've just you got an album on the way and a tour on the way. Uh, just yeah. base it on that example um, of, you know, how, how do you, what are the strengths around you and what can, you know, I, I, and I only mean this just to have a bit of fun, you know, like a weakness yeah, yeah. type thing. Well, I think for sure, like, the one thing is that we're all, like, fucking committed to the cause, yeah. you know. We all have that united vision of being the biggest band in the world. And I think mm. having that each individually just powers up this band to keep going every day and mm. doing what we're doing. Um, yeah, that's a massive thing, though, like being committed, especially um, being like post-lockdown, you know, post that crazy time. Mm. I, we were a band before then and mm. we're still a band now. And I, actually, I think during during COVID times, we we use that as an opportunity to to focus on social media, you know, mm. there was no live. Yeah. And I think we're all really adaptable. And I think that's a big thing. We're, we're committed, but we're adaptable as well. So if you just like look at our career in, in the space of what we've done and but also what has been going on at the same time as, as yeah. trying to make it in a, in a band, really difficult. It's really, really hard. <laughs> well, there's, and, a, there's a lot of people in bands say they're committed, but they, but they're not. <laughs> 
if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, I do see yeah. that a lot by speaking to a lot of bands where last time I spoke to you, mate, you were the most committed person to this band ever. Next minute you see a big, long, gushy post on Facebook about, I can't, <laughs> I just, I'm leaving the band or whatever. Uh, yeah, we, we, all, we all say like, you know, it baffles us some bands where like you speak to them and they like hate like the lead singer or something. Yeah. It's like, let's don't get how they function like that. It's yeah. like, you know, I think for us, it's definitely a brotherhood and, you know, we love each other, we hate each other, but we, we turn up every day, we do our thing. And I think that's so important. And I think individually, our personalities are so different, Yeah. which, well, you know, we, I don't know what I'm trying it's to just, say. Yeah, it's just, it's just, it's just, yeah, yeah. I think if there was one thing, there's one tiny thing that was different. Yeah. It wouldn't. Yeah. It wouldn't work. It just no. sounds great, but it does. So, yeah. the, so the biggest uh, positive thing is that you're all massively committed. Where, where do you think yeah. you could do better as a team? Hmm. Just too good, man. We're just too good. <laughs> <laughs> Trust ourselves more. Yeah. Well. How do you mean? Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think we, we're a lot better now than we was. Mm. Um, we listen to too many people. Um, and I think there's there's goods to that, and there's also bad points to that. Um, and I'd say now we've 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 all realised that. But in the past, we've listened to too many opinions that mm. don't change what we what we do. They don't make a difference to what we do and what we think. So that's probably I think the only downside really in the past, and yeah. that's changed now. So. There's there's a lot of pitfalls in the industry and people in it for different reasons, isn't there? And so what have, have you, I'm I'm just surmising a little bit. Have you what kind of pitfalls have you come up against that looking back you'd have made a different decision at the time? Like looking back on it now, I, hindsight. I think all like the shit that's happened to us is you know it's brought us here, and I wouldn't change it. But I I think mm. like you said, there's there's so many crooks and crannies in the industry and yeah. people that give you false promises and then it, it doesn't work out and yeah. you know we've, we've probably met every type of person in the music industry and um yeah i don't know it's just about going back to what jack was saying about just trusting ourselves more and mm. it's fucking hard man like yeah it's it's a brutal because there's no set rules is there you know no. it's not like yeah we've got a job and you turn up at this time and you've got to do this and you get to this position and that. It's like, it's such a wild west yeah. where everyone knows exactly what to do. And, you know, you listen to that person, you're like, oh, he's going to make us the biggest band. And then it's like, oh no, we should have done that. And it's, you're constantly trying to work it out. And I think that's where a lot of people end up giving up, you know, because mm. they go through so many of them brick walls. And I think we've been through that many to count now, yeah. but we just fucking... Got that fireman knocking them down. Um, just, to, just yeah. to try and get a bit specific with it. What was the like the biggest mistake you might have made? That like, if if a band's watching this, to give them a tip to watch out for that kind of stuff. And it, I, I don't mean mentioning people. I just mean an example. Yeah, I'm going to say it's pretty it's hard to do, but um, yeah, maybe enough, yeah. maybe uh, a different way of phrasing that question. Yes, okay. Be, uh, I think you should never be afraid to say no. So right. a big thing for us. So one of the some, so maybe potentially the, some great mistakes we could have made yes. was if we, in fact, said yes to some people. Mm-hmm. And some of those people came in the inception of our career when we were just, you know, a year or so old. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you get some people nibbling around being, you know, showing a bit of interest. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, you're like, oh, my God, hell yeah. You know, especially if, you, if you're if you a new band. Yeah. It's like that first attention from the industry. Yeah. And 
you can like you can jump the gun a bit if they offer you a contract or a management company, you know, some form of contract. And especially if you don't you've never had any experience with that or anything like that. It can be it can be a bit like, oh, you might jump the gun, you might get a bit excited. But then, you know, fast forward a little bit of time, it, it, it might have been or could have been, and without a doubt in our experience, it, it would have been a, a horrendous decision. Mm. And there's a, there's a, I can think of a good good few scenarios where that has been the case. But we've never said, we've not said yes to those people. We were always like yeah. so self-affirmed that just, again, tying into what we were previously talking about, the idea of it's a bit of a, a wild west town, there's mm. the music industry, everybody has an opinion in which they think they're also right. And these people who can promise you the world mm. never be afraid to say no, because <laughs> they don't know. They don't know a fucking thing. And yeah. nobody knows a fucking thing. Well, it's yeah. only... It, and 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 these things can happen no matter what stage you're at in your career as well. I, I, I had I had Martin Ware from Heaven Seventeen on the podcast the other day, and he uh, when he first formed Human League, they signed a publishing deal. It's in his book as well. They signed a publishing deal with Virgin that they're still tied into now. Like mm. like it's a, a yeah. lifetime contract of publishing royalties that they can never escape from, no yeah. matter what they do. So you know, even and, and they were like quite experienced at the time. You know, they were touring yeah. and all that kind of stuff and you can still make these decisions at any point in your career and, you, and, and if you do it I suppose at the beginning of a career it's easy to get out because you can rebrand and change it and, and do stuff but if you're established and then you've got these tunes that you love and you want to um, you know just keep sharing with the world it's there's you've got to read the small print on you I suppose is what we're getting to <laughs> yeah I think you know we've been really lucky I speak for myself I'm shit at reading contracts yeah. but you know we've got great management who have always had our back with that side of things. So yeah, I think definitely if you get offered a contract, make sure you read it or at least yeah. get someone who understands it to, yeah. to go for it before doing anything, because it is literally them, them little lines of text that you miss yeah. where they can just fuck you up for life, yeah. man. And it's, yeah, it's yeah. brutal. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. So did, did, when you started coming up then and you know, the horror was getting out there, did you feel like, the sharks had started to swim around you did it could you could you tell there was you know there's that side of the industry quite quick yeah i think you know initially it was more of like the excitement of oh shit like yeah. oh this is gonna happen and these are gonna do this for us and then you know you have that one time where it doesn't work out and it's like okay we thought that was gonna happen but it didn't and then this happens a second time you're like there's a lot of these people out there <laughs> and then slowly we start trusting no one yeah. and we're like a suit like you know if you give us something now that if you so like at the start of our career if we got a contract or someone would have been like fucking hell we're gonna get signed whereas now we're like yeah it's not real yet don't yeah. trust it yeah. just wait it out check everything you know our mindset's so different um with anything like even if we get like offered a big support to us and like that we're like mm. yeah it's not real yet until it's happening, we just yeah. we don't believe anything. No, no, I get, I get it. I get it. The way we do. I get it. Where, where, where would you class where you are within the grand scheme of things today as a band? We're at a tipping point. We're at we're at a position where, and this has been a case for us for um, probably the last few months, really now, um, where we've we known is people in the industry, these fans, blah, 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 who know us and we're it. And we, and we've done all the grassrootsy kind of stuff. We've, yeah. we've done all the, the, the earned our stripes. Yeah. We've earned our stripes. Um, and we're like, if this is the big league of fucking bands, 
we're like there, just yeah. just about forgetting it. I think so. It feels like PT said the other day. It's like we've got this glass ceiling above us right now, yeah. and we can see like <laughs> what we need to do and where we are, and we're right at the top. Yeah. We just need that fucking thing to just smash it open, you know, and just get us on the roll, man. We just put. Yeah. We always say it's our live show that sell this band. Like right. you put us in front of the right people, you know, anywhere we go, anywhere in the world, come see our show and we'll guarantee you'll you'll fall in love with the band. Like mm-hmm. I believe that 99% of people that come see our show. So No man, it, it, it's it, it it's great. And how do you like what stages do you put in in front of you to break that glass ceiling? What do you do? And I don't, I don't have any answers. I'm just curious. <laughs> We've been searching for a long time. <laughs> okay, fair yeah. enough. That's the question. Comment I in think, the comments if you know people listening to this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's luck. It's all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's being with the right people, getting on the right support tour, a song just going viral out of nowhere, which no one can control, but everyone thinks they know exactly the answer mm. to make a song go viral. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's all of that. But I think the one thing we know we can control is you know, that commitment again, just yeah. that belief and hopefully in the long run that serves us justice and we'll be there in our arenas looking back on this thinking, you know what, we're fucking right. Well, and it's it's so good to see bands being able to do it without labels, like the Raytons. Yeah. They're, example, they're yeah. about to sell out Sheffield Arena. Um, yeah. and they've just they're in Australia now playing gigs over there so it's and I know they have historically had had help and support they do make it out make it sound like they've had no support really and they've done it all themselves but they have had support through the years but you know they they, they are like you guys they're committed to it and the, there's a certain vibe around bands that are committed to it for example Spangled from Manchester I see it in them I see it in I, I see it in I see it in a band called October Drift. I see it in Avalanche Party. I see, I see it all all these bands. I can see the eye of the tiger in it, and I can see it in you guys. Yeah, man. That's it, man. It's it's that magic. It's that yeah. manifesting some wicked shit. You know, yeah. you got to manifest it from the universe. <laughs> how how as, do... as cringy as it is, it's, it's yeah. very true. So, like in a, in a, in in the studio and that kind of stuff, because I know you've you've got this amazing live show, um, the 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 theatre to it. Does that come from? Does that come from yourself having that kind of background uh, yourself, Josh? Yeah, I think that's definitely a part of it. Especially like the way I perform as like a frontman on stage. You know, I always try and take it beyond what people expect. Yeah. Like I always have a little voice that I, well. I speak to myself while I go, I'm like, I've got to do something that surprises yeah. people when I go out there. So I always try and do something a bit mad. Um, but I think as a group, all of us, we have that performance in us, how we, you know, how you play guitar, how you play the drums. Like mm. we just, that is who, who the horror is, you know, yeah. that putting on that show. And yeah, like, you know, when we played America, people just come up to us at the end, like never seen energy like that before. Like yeah. just completely in shock by, you know, we're in this tiny room in front of, a load of industry people and we're still like get the fuck down you know <laughs> fucking circle fit and you yeah. gotta do it man and that's all we do it for you know yeah. everything we do is to play them shows and have that energy you know when we're writing whatever we're doing we want to want to show people that's what it is how how do you like the, the surprise element of it I'm, I'm not going to ask you the question what's come up in the in the tour because people can buy a ticket and find out for themselves but like historically on other gigs what have you done uh, in the past to surprise people just to give uh, people a bit of context with it. context context um, a few things i guess um 
Not like Spinal Tap. Like, uh, not like Spinal Tap with Stonehenge coming down or like that. <laughs> no, uh, you know, I don't know. Fucking lot of climbing, lot of climbing. Yeah, oh, getting yeah. Nice. climbing things. Lot of uh, lot of stripping, stripping nice. into the crowd. Yeah. Uh, well, you mentioned this the other day. Remember at one of the shows in Glasgow years ago when oh, you, you know you rode in on one of those like freaking trolleys that yeah the steep the steep yeah. pushed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So like I'd an RB at a gig and I'd look at a wall. I'm like, I need to go and fucking shake that wall and scream at it. So I'll just go to the wall and be like, ah. you know, it's just that, that, that's what I'm going to ask. So do you, is that what you do? You get to a venue and think, where can I climb where I'm not going to hurt myself here? Is that kind of yeah, one of the first things you think? First spot in my head for sure. <laughs> yeah. And and do you guys want to know what it's going to do? Or do you just like you'll just leave him to it? And do you ever you ask don't like him you're going to pick you... up your amps and shit? No. <laughs> Yeah, there was a there was one occasion where Josh picked up one of my cabinet amps and like held it above his head and then tried to tried to gently put it down at the same time, but underestimated how how freaking heavy it is as soon as you do that. So that was that only happened once. It's a new rule. I'm not allowed to touch instruments. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, is that the fir- is that the first time a singer's helped you carry your gear about? First and, first <laughs> and only and last. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. More of a case of what. You can't do when we get into a venue. Like, yeah. where, where's the where's the limit? Yeah. So, I'm adamant he can't stand on my drum kit. I hate that. <laughs> That's uh. Remember where it used to end in all that time? Yeah. It used to hit the crash. He did, and it broke so many crashes. <laughs> so now we don't do it anymore. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, uh, so you've got yeah. We might as well move on to the album. What what I've been struck by is like the 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 it, how it's themed so i know you've you've got your videos and things and when i first saw you guys all the online stuff were just this mad energy and uh powerful tunes and the look the makeup and all that kind of stuff and then when i've been watching a few videos just in a, a bit of research for for this interview um all that themed around computer games and that kind of stuff and you're like physically in like in a computer game and, and a lot of the yeah. well a couple of the videos like died in my 20s and okay that's me really like a, a different side of you that's quite a uh quite a, a chilled melodic side of the band too so it was nice to see that dynamic with everything else that you've got going on as well you can do it all yeah, no, I'm glad you picked up on that. Like, that was definitely the plan when we were picking the singles for the album. Mm. Um, so, like, the first three were quite crazy. We had uh, Rockstar, Talk to Mind Your Fire, then, you know, with OK, That's Me and Died in My 20s. Mm. We did want to show that side of us because there is a, a big element in the album where it's, you know, it's more of that kind of uh, reflective, you know, I guess ballad side that we can do that. And, you know, we, we love doing all that as well. Um and yeah, the video game stuff. So survival mode, we've yeah. we've all the music videos linking together. So we get mm. sucked in the video game at the start in Rockstar, and then we come. We got our last single that just dropped on Friday, auto, autobiography. We got the video dropping on Friday, where it's the final battle with the devil. Ah, right, okay. So it's it's all linking. So yeah, survival mode, the game, survival mode, the album. I, I love you know, that. so, so concept. Man. Well, that's that's what I want to dig into a little bit. So, talk us through how the concept came about. You know, are you gamers yourself? Is it just something that come up, or is it, is it an idea from someone else? I'll stop talking. You tell me. Yeah, we're all we're all into gaming, um, and I think we always knew that we wanted to ha- have a concept to the album. Yeah. Um, that con- what that concept was uh, came about through just talking. You know, just just having a discussion between ourselves um, and. 
the I was it the idea of the video game that came first or the name? It was the, the, it was the, the I think it was the name. Name of it. Because the name survival mode is very gamey, yeah. yeah. It, it could, yeah, of course, it, it's got a kind of double meaning. Yeah. Um, well, it's got various meanings, but one of them, of course, is it can be associated with, with gaming. Yeah. And um, the other side of it, of course, is the more, is the more, you know, kind of me- the meaning behind the songs that kind of all accumulate to, to this one message mm-hmm. about us trying to survive, everybody trying to just, just survive. Um, but I guess, I guess, yeah, it was the it was the name of the album. Once we coined that, it kind of uh, suggested where it should go, and then from that initial idea, uh, yeah, the, the the concept just started to to roll roll up and and you know kind of come together. Yeah, what are you trying to survive? Well, I think it's a lot what we you know I've been speaking about today. Like yeah. we said it before, you know, the music industry itself. We're we're trying to survive being a band and survive everything that happens to us, the people we meet, you know, all the shit that's going on. I think, you know, being a band, it is kind of you're in survival mode. And as well, there's a whole mental health side of it, you know, all the Mm. shit going on in our heads and the doubt and the fear and all that kind of thing. So the devil is meant to represent that sort of voice in your head. You know, obviously it can mean a lot to different people, but for us being in a band, it's, it's definitely that doubt and fear and, you know, and even other other villains in the industry that we might have met, it's sort of, the yeah. devil is it's like this big. We wanted to have fun with you know the, the sort of serious concepts we cover in each mm-hmm. song, and yeah, man, it's it's about fighting your inner demons, isn't it? And yeah, I think everybody yeah, yeah. can relate to that. Yeah, and via it, all this, every song is a different meaning on that. You know, on, on exactly what that is. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, for us, of course, it's. Yeah, you know, you don't want to be too much away about what each song means. I yeah, think. sure. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. De- definitely. Well, I, I'm always interested in like, you know, the, the industry. It's a, it's a tough place to be. You, you guys know more than more than you know, like most, I think. And you know, how how do you manage your own level of and, and share whatever you're comfortable with? How how do you manage your own mental health through this journey? Because it's up and down, in it. The, the whole everything's up and down a lot, so that can't help. Uh, your your own mental health when there's so many different emotions going on all the time. How do you guys manage it? I think it's it's the main thing is being aware of it and of being aware of why mm. things feel down or why things are feeling high at the minute. It's like we always know that once we've finished tour, that period after touring and mm. festival season is going to be shite because you've had adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline. every single day ready for shows and even between it you've got adrenaline ready for the next show even if it's in a week and once you come off that constant energy you just crash and it's like and it's it's hard to um it's hard mentally to be like right it's just because of this it's just because we're we're in a different Mm. space in the band now we've got to focus on studio time and there's not that live you're in front of thousands of people this weekend thing to look forward to the things that you've got to look forward to change so writing yeah. Yeah, interviews whatever it be it's it's a different world so yeah. i think it's just just being aware of where your head's at and why it's like why it's where it is that makes sense i think it like comes back to our our bond as you know three brothers i guess you know yeah. being not aware of just yourself but aware of each other and like you know, we have times where we come to the studio and you can tell, like, the vibe just isn't there. And, mm. you know, we've had times where we're like, right, let's chat it out. What's what's going on, you know? We, yeah. You know, we do talk quite a lot 
I think that is definitely so important, you know, even for just guys in general chatting to guys, you yeah. know, I think it's a, yeah. it's a big thing that, you know, should be done a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. And it's definitely helped us. And yeah, it, it can be hard because it can feel like we're just, it's just us three alone in this fucking mm-hmm. thing that yeah. don't know what's going on. And, you know, I think the fact that we can open up and talk to each other is so important. Sure. It's such a wide, there's such a wide range of emotions, and you know, it could be jealousy, it could be the highs, mm-hmm. the lows. You've just come off stage, you're as high as fuck, and you, you know, and then, uh, <laughs> then the tour ends, and then you you're back at home, you're stuck in traffic, you're just back to reality again. All these, those little, well, not little, but the, the massive highs and lows, are just, you know, it, it just fascinates me how a band continues over years and years just to thrive on, and it's just got to be. You've just got to be a certain type of character, aren't you, to get into this? To get yeah, into I this. Think what you said as well, like normal life feeling, like, because we do such exciting things when you go yeah. back to reality, it can feel like normal life is shit. But yeah. I think we've kind of learned as well, like individually, we all love our chill time. You know, yeah. we all have our different ways of chilling out. And we appreciate that as much as we do being on stage, like me and Jack love our fishing and going outside. And yeah. that's a big game. He loves his games and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, having that side the balance in it it's all about the balance it is all about the balance and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like you you plan ahead for it you know what's coming up and that's kind of I suppose a, a good way to plan for anything isn't it really just know try and predict what things are going to be like particularly if you know you're going to there's going to be a crash coming up or a slowdown or a different uh, change in how you're going to I don't know I, I don't I'm not a medic i don't know i'm just, I'm just trying to discuss this in, in a way that <laughs> yeah. other people might not might relate to i suppose and you know if they can if, if you know something's if, if, if you know something's going to change in the future be prepared for it as much as you can however you can and talk i suppose yeah yeah definitely talk 100%. so how do, how do you plan ahead for this big massive uk and european tour then so to talk us through so the, the beginning of it while you're in it and at the end of it what's the plan so I guess number one is just rehearse like fuck yeah. until we're absolutely tight as shit and we yeah. can close our eyes and play the set without thinking. So yeah. obviously that's a big thing. Um, chill, liaising with your team. So yeah. I guess once yeah. we've done it, our job to as much as we can, then it becomes uh, a wider discussion with the crew mm. and building the show, yeah. you know, because we can play the songs great, but then... We need we need the show element, which is yeah. huge for us. Yeah. Um, and once that's done, and we've had, we're just trying to sort out some production days now as well. Yeah. Getting in a venue and yeah. doing it on the stage. Yeah. Nice. So still pretty much in the infancy, to be honest. Yeah. And we got tour in like two weeks, but we have been seventh of April, starting in my hometown of Sheffield. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's quite a big. A big thing to get ready for, and and it will it, we will probably be getting ready for it on on the sixth of April. Do you know what I mean? Like so have you it, have you bought all your guitar strings and all that kind of stuff? You're all <laughs> stocked up on all the stuff that can snap and go wrong. Yeah, plectrums coming out. You've got plectrums coming out your ass. You got a big sack of them. Yeah, I've got a big sack of those, but that, that they'll last for like one gig, and then it's gone. <laughs> no other way it'll happen. Big for me as well, like fitness and health and shit as well. Yeah. Like I always like to get my cardio right up before talk because mm. fucking running about the stage for an hour and a half takes it out of you. So yeah, and then tour. Just I think 
we always like once we plan the route and we're on tour, like yeah. as soon as we come off stage, just making sure we're chilled as possibly as we can be. Yeah. I like to just not talk or these guys tell me to shut up for yeah. 24 hours until I'm singing again. Um, <laughs> yeah. That balancing, I think like balancing because you're going to be, you're going to be broken by the end of it. Yeah. So it's about like maintaining your stamina and your health because it's, it's going to go down like that yeah. over time. Um, but it's making sure that you're healthy enough and fit enough and well yeah. enough to perform at the best of your ability every night. And how's like life on the road, you know, just like, I don't know, is, is it quite bad on food? Cause it's like, you know, you're just picking stuff up quick and motorway in service stations and all that kind of stuff. How, how do you kind of like yeah. bat, bat the urge to just eat quick and, you know, Okay. Hey man, it's a constant struggle. Yeah. You know, we always say, I think before every tour we've done, we said, right, this tour, <laughs> we're eating healthy, we're yeah. through, and it gets about halfway in and we're there at Mackey's at 4am, yeah. yeah. you know, just starving. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, I'd like to think when we do get to that arena level, we'll have our chef yeah. in our house cooking, <laughs> prepping yeah. all our meals in. Nice. Our masseuse giving us a little massage <laughs> for him, you know, so. so you're going to, like, just a few dates there, Sheffield, Glasgow, Newcastle, Bristol, London, Birmingham, Manchester, all over the UK, and then yep. over to Europe. So have you played Europe before? Not our own shows. So right. It's our first time headlining. We did a support tour with Swaco mm. uh, last summer. So we did four yep. dates in Germany, the four we're doing on this tour. So mm. Berlin, Munich, Cologne, and... Prague. Hamburg. Prague. Hamburg. Um, oh, Hamburg. I've got Prague. Oh, that's not Germany, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Prague, Prague and all. Eindhoven. So Pra Prague is it might be sold out right now. It had two wow. tickets left last night, so yeah. that's exciting. Wow. And then we're doing uh the Netherlands, so we're doing um Eindhoven, which we've never we've never been to Eindhoven, so that, yeah. that'd be cool. How how do you like sell tickets to different countries? I've always you know, how does it how how does it happen? <laughs> You know, I don't you take, take a risk. Yes, fair uh, enough. Look, look, kind of look at you know your Spotify and stuff, and go. Oh, right, okay. Got a few people over there that are listening, yeah. and uh, I guess we the only real risk we're taking it is with the the Netherlands gig. So, well, I guess we've done Amsterdam, haven't we? So we have we we did a, the support always Swaco. We did the yeah. Amsterdam and the Germany yeah. run, and then we've done Prague where we played rock for people. So we had a good reaction when we went then. So we were like, you know what. Let's do our own thing, see what happens. Yeah. So what yeah. would you say to horror fans out there that haven't pressed click on the buy a ticket button yet that are watching this? There's going to be a link in the description of the podcast and on YouTube to buy a ticket. So if somebody's not pressed that button yet, what would you say to them? Listen to the music. See what you think. If you like the music, check out our music videos. Check out our live stuff. Yeah. And look, you're going to have the best time of your fucking life. <laughs> If you like having a good time, you like losing your mind, yeah. you like a bit of energy, a bit of moshing, come to the show. We got it. We got the sauce, man. <laughs> Is there anything you can tease about what's coming up? Just just to tease a little, just try and squeak, squeak something out of you. Uh, we're playing the full album. Yeah, we've mm -hmm. got the full album okay. on the set. It's yeah. our longest set list we've yeah. ever done as well. Yeah. So... Full oh. album and certified bangers alongside that. Oh, um, and we're treating this one uh, more of a more of a show than we've done in the past. Yeah. Um, and I won't give too much away. Yeah, fair enough. It will be more... How do you explain it without giving it away? <laughs> more of a visual element. Yeah, more okay. of a visual element, more, yeah. more of a structure. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. 
Mm, that's nice awesome. tease. That's 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 a good enough tease. I'm pressing the button now. Like everybody should. That's listening to this podcast and watching it on YouTube. Um, lads, I've really enjoyed getting to know you today. Uh, I wish you all yeah, the best for the great. tour. Um, new album as well. Um, let's just finish on the album. You know, when's that out? Yeah, uh, so survival mode, our debut album. It drops on the seventh of April. And uh, yeah, six singles out now. If you want to go listen to yeah. them, so you know what to expect. But yeah, twelve songs of pure fucking gold. <laughs> um, you can get your vinyl, your CD, your cassette now from theharaband.com. It all helps, yes. especially upcoming bands like us. Yeah, it's like equivalent to thousands of streams. So if you want to be a legend, yeah, get yourself a vinyl. We'll sign it. All that good stuff. I'm gonna get one right now, lads. Um... It, I, I, I speak to a lot of bands and just to see that Eye of the Tiger in another band that I've not spoken to yet it's an absolute pleasure to see and I've really enjoyed getting to know you, learn about the band and understand you a little bit more about what you're all about, exciting times ahead lads, I just wish you all the best on everything that you've got planned, Josh, Jack Jack Knock them dead pal thank Legend, you. legend, thank you. thanks for having us Cheers boys, thank you Oh, thanks, lads. Great enjoyed getting to know them, boys. So so much focus and drive. You know, when you've got that amount of talent and that drive, only good things can happen, can't they? You know. Uh, and I thank them for opening up about all sorts of different things that we've discussed there. Really enjoyed that. That's what it's all about, this podcast. Honest chats, delving into what it's really like in the music industry at grassroots and as you progress going up it, you just have to work harder and harder but when you get to the next stage in your in your career that's when the hard work starts again lesson for life isn't it I suppose so thanks for joining us this week ladies and gentlemen my head is absolutely frazzled today I've recorded three podcast shows um, but I won't have it any other way so Show your support. Come and join us next week for an amazing next guest. I'll tease you with it on the socials. Best place to find out what's next now is on the YouTube channel. I put the preview, the premiere up there so you'll see who it is. Who knows it? Give us a subscribe on YouTube. A five-star review on whatever podcast host you use to listen to the show is always appreciated. And it apparently helps algorithms. Robots. Let's help robots. Um, I'm going a bit mad today, so what I'm going to do, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to go and have a cup of tea, wish you all the best for a week ahead, and I'll see you next week for live music, eh? And chat here at the RGM Experience Podcast with me, Carl Maloney. Thank you, guys. I will see you soon. Doodle-oo! Welcome to RGM. Are you in a band? Come and join us. Simply click on the RGM submission page... Submit your music, and we'll sort the rest. Hello. Did you know that you can support our podcast in many ways? Within the description of this podcast, you will see a list of all the equipment that we use. These are Amazon affiliate links. Clicking on these links take you to Amazon. If you buy whatever you're planning that week, we get a small kickback, and you get a parcel at no extra cost. We would really appreciate your support. Or you can just go old school and donate a pound or whatever you feel is appropriate in there. Please subscribe, tell a friend about our show, and thank you for your support, and we'll see you next week.